0: hush, hush, hush,
1: hush, Okay. Thank you, Steve. Floor's yours. Hi, welcome to Mexican Collective. Episode 9. Gas in the Desert. Oh, yeah. Gregor, I heard you were the cause of that. Gas in the Desert. No? True?
0: Yeah. Was he a
1: main contributor?
2: I was. I I was definitely a main contributor. But you know what? They made it... uh, it made it nice because they had golf carts, so you could beeline it to the uh, facilities if need be. If you had too yeah, much gas, so that, that good. If you had so too if, much gas,
0: if you were running rich, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you were running rich, that's a
0: fact. So, oh lord, <laughs> this, so this intro of got off we're track. Able
1: to attend, let's uh, let's hear about the rodeo.
0: So, for those of you that didn't know what we are talking about, we were actually talking about the rodeo that occurred, the Southwest Heli Rodeo.
1: Long, Everyone, awkward pause.
0: Everyone's pause. nodding for a podcast. I like it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> did you guys all see that?
0: You guys got did that, right? It?
1: <laughs> well, I will say that I did get to see it. I really felt like I was a part of it because there was lots of videos, and it wasn't just, you know, Greg, you ran the rodeo. and It wasn't just you doing it, trying to promote it. Everybody was having a good time. Everybody wanted to share it. I mean, there was five or six solid people where you could pretty much count on their videos popping out. And they were awesome videos. And it was a wide variety of people. Um, I did give a couple bucks to Ken Marshall and said, hey, put some money in for that gasser and try to you know add to his ability to win that because I know he put a couple bucks in. But,, uh, I actually put a couple bucks in it was cool to be able to watch that drawing be pulled and then like see, um, was it John right? John John's John's Serial won it. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. John's I mean, that was serial, awesome. Yeah. to watch him hand it off and then watch him throw it down. Like you I felt like I was a part of it. I mean, it wasn't quite as good as being there, but I couldn't make it. I apologize. I feel bad i feel like i missed out but i don't feel like i missed out because it was super exciting like the videos were there the coverage was there um it looked and everybody i heard everybody i heard said it was a great fun flight it wasn't overdone it was fun everybody had a great time i heard you had yeah. pretty good numbers
0: so we had how many fifth, people did you guys have there i won't say 55 to 57 pilots um
1: that's Which a is, nice, even number to go around and say hi to people. and
0: Yeah, and everyone that I talked to that was there said that they flew more than they have at any other fun fly. I mean, Ben Stork, you could never get him to leave the flight line. That guy was flying all the time and just loving it. And it was that type of... Um, people were just flying all the time. It was cool. I think Gregor never left the flight line himself, too. I think he flew a lot. I did. I
2: was actually... I was actually really excited uh, to be there. Um, there was a lot of bumps in the road getting to that point where we were leaving. But then once we got on the road, it was just awesome. We ended up driving all night, which wasn't ideal. Um, we had planned on leaving in the day, daytime next time. We're going to leave super early in the morning, not so late at night. So I figured when, when we got there, we were going to be absolute zombies. But for whatever reason i felt awesome (laughs) you know when we got there and then the um you know just to throw it out there i was a little concerned about all the the trees and stuff because i know you guys had a little bit of concern about that but man there was no that, that that was no factor at all in fact it made it so much fun having some bushes out there and if you wanted to if you were flying away you were up high anyway so regardless of those bushes or anything being there and then there was so much distance between you or the helicopter and then the bushes that if you wanted to throw down, you had so much distance to throw down on where it, it there was, there just was no factor there, you know? Um, so I, and I don't know what it was. There was just some sort of, there. I don't know if it was the scenery. I mean, the scenery was absolutely stunning and you kept hearing that throughout the entire weekend about how stunning it was from wives and, all the pilots, and I mean, just everybody, and then, but I, I don't know. There was just some sort of aura this weekend, and or this past weekend, that just, I don't know. I just, I don't, I, I don't, I was can't it a explain gassy it. Gassy aura?
1: But... Did it have a good <laughs> smell to it? I mean, I think everybody probably enjoyed the gassy aura that yeah. permeated the yeah. entire area, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Am I going to 10-year-old here? Sm- it smelled fantastic. Uh <laughs> no, you're not. In fact, well, I could relate. <laughs> but the sunrise was
0: phenomenal. The sun oh, God, sets. Yeah. I mean, the sun when the sun would set behind the mountain to our west, oh, it's yeah. like the the sky would be on fire. You know, yeah. it was just beautiful. I mean, it was Arizona highways type magazine picturesque. You the know, I think one day fantastic oh they were great i think one day we had was it
2: uh it was uh thir- thursday was it some thursday, wind or friday yeah friday morning we had some really heavy winds um or it was windy but then some gnarly gusts and people i typical winds that would ground everybody right and people were still throwing down flying you know and and i and and i was the same way usually when i'm exhausted and then you put wind on top of it i'm just kind of like no nah, i'm going to hang back Shh, yeah right you know i was i was i flew more at this fun fly than i have at any other fun fly in a long time and i don't like I said i don't know what the what the deal was, but it just had this aura, you know, that was, it was awesome. In fact, Greg, I had to call you and, you know, I had to call you and I mean, we talk all the time, you know, and I, but I had to call you to thank you and Mike for doing such a great job with it because it was, it was just perfect. You know, it, it was great.
1: Even like Mike on the microphone when he was giving away the stuff. It's the charisma, right? You guys set the tone for the charisma. Yes, everybody brings everything. Everybody's very much. But if anybody's ran a fun fly or attempted to run a fun fly or thought about running a fun fly, the nerves are there. Like, hey, is this going to be a good time? Am I set in the right mood? Did I do, do we got enough bathrooms? Do we, whatever, a million things. All kinds of things go through your head. And like I said, I think watching you guys on the microphone through some of those videos and then watching everybody throw down I mean, you guys set that mood and you guys worked hard on getting the venue because, I mean, from what I understand, the initial pictures I saw, there was questions about how well that airport was going to work out. Right. And to be honest with you, I mean, like you said, the view was fantastic. The Everything about it was cool. Yeah. It looked awesome to me. I mean, I'm definitely, God, I got to go next year.
0: We all got a chance to sit down and talk to Doug Darby. Uh, Heliheads and Freefall are Freefall. Okay. Yeah, that was a lot
1: of fun.
2: I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. You know, it's it's incredible to hear the the knowledge uh, background that Doug has with gassers, and it can sure make you appreciate what he puts into it. You know, and when he walks out there, I mean, most people just see him walk to the flight line with some hotshot pilot. You know, uh, you know, like Ben Storick or you know um, Alex Dean. And I tell you what, you know, those those guys and, and Doug especially puts a thousand percent into uh what he does for those gassers and and uh you know i i I knew he he was in it a lot but i had no clue the entirety of what uh doug has done with the gas industry and you know he's he's just he's put so much into it to help evolve it to where it is today you know and and uh i think i think it's just incredible so it was a lot of fun to sit down
0: with the guys and and uh get the get the backstory for that, you know. And we recorded like a forty two minute segment that all three mm-hmm. podcasts were gonna share on their um we're gonna air as part of their podcast. Um yeah, between
2: between three cell phones I think we got it. <laughs> yeah. Pretty well covered, you know. So
0: so we'll have so part of one of our segments, I think we're gonna close out this uh uh our podcast here with that segment, aren't we Steve? Yeah. Yeah. So, I guess before we jump into that, what do we have coming up next? What other fun flies are out there in front of us? I know I'm going to go to the Winter Bash in Orlando December 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. We've got Kins in February, right? Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. The Ranch.
0: The Ranch. And
1: uh, I'll have more details on the next month. I just okay. make the website, but I want to be prepared with all the information.
0: Right.
1: And uh, then we've got uh, out of Clovis, we've got Urcha. I've not heard much from it. I did actually chat with um, Eric here the other day for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. And then we've got um, our next podcast. We've got another special guest joining us.
1: That should be a good time. It's yeah. a great person.
0: Yeah. The gambler himself.
2: Mr. Ben Stork. I'm excited
0: about that one that would be, be fun, be fun. Yeah. yeah so anything else we want to chat about cover or address before we to steal your turn auto on into our
1: <laughs> no i'm ready to auto right into that because uh i need to listen to it still and i i didn't get to listen to all the knowledge all right so i'm i'm yeah. excited yeah i think it's Pretty time cool. to uh auto on over to that
0: So, we're here at the Southwest Heli Rodeo.
3: yee
0: oh, Yeah! <laughs> first time. We've got three podcasts here with the Mr. Doug Darby. Mm, yes, sir. Ooh,
2: ah. And what are we going to talk about with Doug Darby?
0: Well, what three
2: podcasts we got yes. first. Yeah, let's
0: introduce ourselves first. I guess
2: we should do that. Right? Yeah.
4: Well, let's. I'll start, you know, uh, since I'm the only representative from the Heliheads. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Kevin wanted to come. Mr. McGrady, Skids McGrady couldn't come because he got sick. So bad on him. Tough luck for him, right? Right. back next year. More oh. churros yeah. for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plenty. Plenty. Yeah. 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 So that's one podcast. Second podcast. All right. We'll go free fall. Free I'm fall. Steve from Free Fall, and we got Andy here. Andy, hey now. All right. <laughs> He's somewhere. He's here. I'm over here.
0: Yeah. And the hand. Greg. Big Raw Ringley from Maximum Collective. Mm. Gregor, absolute McGrath. And Steve Otto O'Connor could not join us. He could not. You know? He autoed on out of here. He, uh, he, he <laughs> autoed on out. <laughs> <laughs> he kept calling, right?
4: He kept calling.
0: Yeah. Just
4: yeah. To, to keep it, you know, in check.
0: Yeah, he keep kept it, calling. It. He kept making sure we're doing our deal. Did, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the thought here today, first of all, we had a hell of a raffle today. Mm. Super G went out. That was yes. a easy deal, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was amazing, yeah. yeah. Right.
2: John Cereal won it, and he put on one hell of a flight
0: afterwards. So that yes. made it even more awesome, you know? So. Yeah. Yep. But we wouldn't have that if it wasn't for that man right there. That's right, yeah. that's, that's right. You know, the Mr. Doug Darby. Yeah. I,
3: I think credit goes to Kerry Shirley, too. Yep, yes. We were, we were going to build a standard raw gasser, which is a great gasser platform. And uh, four weeks ago, Kerry Shirley asked me if I would consider upgrading it to the Super G. Unfortunately, he had not had a chance to seriously test the Super G. He was concerned with its robustness since it's a brand new model. And uh, so he graciously sent out two kits, the first two kits beyond the one he built. And uh, Alex Dean built one, I built the, well, we built them both together basically. I broke in a couple of motors real fast for them. Um, we put went right straight to the quick draw on Alex's and went out to the field and just beat the living but Jesus out of it for about four days, probably put on 25, 30 fights in four days. That's awesome. Nothing broke, mm-hmm. everything was good. Uh, the only, uh, we ascertained a few things we needed to get the balance right, um, took care of those sort of things. Finished building the, the raffle one. Um, we probably flew it ten, twelve times, making sure it was good. Wanted to fly it more, but we were, you know, how that fear of piloting yeah. a new model, especially yeah. when you don't own it, right? Yeah. And especially when you can't get a replacement. Yeah. So anyway, it was a, it was a lot of fun. But a lot of credit goes to Carrie Shirley for um, stepping up to say here, if you want to do a good model, do this yeah. one. Both would have been good models. But I can tell you absolutely there is no comparison to the Super-G as compared to the other one. Um, It's kind of like this model right here. Um, You know, the new design, get the motor up higher, get the CG -er closer to the center of gravity of the main shaft. They rotate fast. You can talk to Ben, you can talk to Alex, and they're going to tell you one thing, and that is they fly like a 700 electric. That's what's nice about them. It just feels like your 700 electric. Anyway, great model. John was tickled pink to win it. And, uh, and I love the fact that he just went out there. I loved it when they handed in the radio and he spooled it up and goes, Oh, great. <laughs> into the cactus.
2: First <laughs> thing. Here we go. Yeah. You know, knowing John, I, I think we can all agree that John literally owns one of everything, everything yeah. including some of the most just high-end models you can exotic. get. Exotic. Exotic, most yeah. obscure. And he puts he puts power houses inside of these machines. So yes. he doesn't have anything normal in his fleet. And I think it's ironic that that John won this because he did not own a gasser. He's got turbines, he's got right. electrics, he's got nitros and you know, his nitrogen. I can say you know, he's got a
3: couple of kits, gasser kits he has yet to build because yeah. he was talking to me about parts we needed more. Interesting but uh, I think those will be on the back shelf. Yeah, yeah. so
2: I think, I think fitting, he, he won the kit. Right. I think that, was, that worked out amazing, was you know, and, and you know, John, he's, he's a hardworking guy. He's, he's always bringing his family with him. He seems like the kind of guy that puts family first and you know, I think
0: it went to a good person. So yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was awesome. awesome. So but we wouldn't have this gasser if it wasn't for a lot of the efforts over the last couple of years of making these machines viable in the hobby, right? I mean, these have come a long way.
2: Yeah. First time I got my hands on a gasser, I thought it was terrible. <laughs> Seriously. You know, it, was, it, it, it it rattled. Um, yeah. You know, it's just a, a gasser that a buddy of mine put together. Um, it, this engine didn't make any power, and it vibrated everything. I mean, the fan you could see the tail fin just going crazy. And, right. and I, I thought, man, I don't think gassers will ever have a place in this. And then as years start going by, and Doug's, Doug started bringing out these gassers, it mm-hmm. just... Completely changed my my whole look and view at gassers, and, and I got to fly one yesterday. Doug's been offering three years for me to fly
3: one, and I I finally got to fly Alex's yesterday. And <laughs> no, not yeah. you got to. You finally gave in. Not finally. At least it's natural itself. I finally gave yeah. in. Yeah, I finally we had to get a in. brown paper bag to put over his eye <laughs> <hand laughs> <hand laughs> holes so no, nobody would no, know who it was. It.
2: <laughs> yeah, awesome, Mexico. I don't know, but. I loved it and and i think anyone that's that's considering it you know take the plunge i mean i can't wait i can't wait to get one ordered i'm excited just to show yeah. you how
3: much he hated flying it it's <laughs> got a fuel tank in it that's good for about 18 minutes we flew it three or four to get him used to it mm-hmm. he flew the sunbitch clear out of gas i guess yeah. Yeah. I, I, literally, I, I literally had to
2: auto it because yeah. it went Caput, It was yeah, out of yeah. gas and I had to force it oh out. oh no, the, the motor went. I said, no, yeah. the motor doesn't go without gas. <laughs> <laughs> so that just shows Amazing. I
0: enjoyed the hell out yeah, of it. Nice. So, yeah, All smiles. Mm-hmm. So, Doug, what's, what's happened? How come, what's what's got these gases here? What's been the uh, the innovative step change that
3: all of a sudden made yeah. these things possible? Well, it's hard to say exactly when it happened and, but why no I take that back, I can tell you. Heli Freak Funfly number two the Palomar. And I had a whiplash gasser and I had a quick draw pipe on it. And Mitch Pricer, I don't know if any of you remember Mitch Pricer mm-hmm. when he was flying. Wonderful young man, great great pilot, yeah. nicest guy. Mitch helped me do a lot of development with the quick draw and but back then that motor was a two sixty. 26 cc's, 25 and a half cc's, mm-hmm. and we were pushing them pretty hard, making three horsepower out of them, turning them 15 grand, and and Mitch flew the bejesus out of it, and did good, and anyway, I went to the Helly Freak Funfly, first time I went out of the state for a Funfly, and uh, anyway, uh, will James comes driving up in a cart and I knew Will from Heli Freak and we had talked about it, he knew we were coming out and He knew all I was bringing was gas helicopters and, nice. and there were two or three guys in California that were flying the same whiplash not pipe, but flying the whiplash uh, Ed Salambo who's now out of it and uh, let's see, A couple names that will come to me in a minute, but anyway He comes over in a cart. And he says hey, he says here's somebody. I think you need to meet I said, oh, who's that? I said, it's Tim Jones. Tim Jones, So we shook hands, and I, Tim Jones, okay. I'd heard he was a great pilot, and he says, hey, I hear you got a gas the pipe on it. I said, yeah, you want to see it? He said, no, I want to fly <laughs> 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 Okay, cool. So we fueled her up, and uh, and I told him, I said, you know, I, I don't have a lot of experience with this pipe, so anything you want to tell me, he says, that's cool. He says, uh, my dad and I race go-karts for many years, and he says, two strokes, and us get along, and." He said, "So I'll just give you some ideas, and we'll try some things." And holy shit! In a matter of about a tank of fuel on that thing, we had changed carb settings—you know, changed low speed, changed high speed. Done this, a little more here, a little more there, a little more this. And he had that big rock, and you were there. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember that. It was. And uh, he uh, just—we'd never seen anything fly quite like that on a gas model, and either he. And uh, anyway. Um, He flew it all weekend, and I think the most viewed video I ever put on YouTube was the one I did of him when he did a noon, flew at noon on Saturday, and right after the pilots meeting went up and flew, and somebody videoed it, and uh, I think on Helifreak it had nine, or on my YouTube channel, it had nine, ten thousand views on it over the years, uh, because people, I I listed it as Tim Jones's first gasser flight, and of course the name really, people, but then they were, impressed so that really started it and he got me focused on we're getting all the power out of this thing we can so we got to get the weight down what can we do to get the weight down so I I did everything within my power to get the weight down I mean you start with the simple things receiver packs instead of a 5,000 milliamp receiver pack which everybody ran on their gassers well let's see we need 485 milliamps per (laughs) flight (laughs) three flights so 1,200 should be enough yeah. So that uh, cuts a lot of weight off. Took the switch, throw the switch away, cut the wires all down short, just did everything we possibly could and took six or seven ounces off of it, which is a lot. Yeah, yeah. All right. And it flew even better with that. And then motor development came in and we went from the 260s to the 270s, which is basically we went from a 34 millimeter piston to a 36 millimeter piston. We went to the 36 millimeter piston with a one millimeter stroke, and that was a 270. And then we decided we'd try the 275, which we never had much luck with. And I'm talking basically Al Gament with TRM. I mean, Al's been into boat motors and two stroke since Shep was a pump. No one knows more about making power than he does. So I finally convinced him to go with a two-millimeter stroker crank. Okay. He said, no, it'll never work, vibrates too much, try this, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, just, just make one. Yeah. So we made a 275, which was a two-millimeter stroke. And uh, he was right. It shook like a dog, shook <laughs> razor blades, But it was powerful. It yeah. was powerful. <laughs> and um, we had that at Urchea, one of the Urches. And, I can see it. Then we went to uh, decided well let's go all the way let's go to a 38 millimeter bore instead of the 36 which is as far as you can go in a scenario and these are a these are a backpack weed blower motor that's exactly what they are backpack weed blower motor Mm -hmm. they turn 7,000 rpm they make 7 tenths of a horse and they run forever in a backpack weed blower. Mm -hmm. When Al got done with it we're turning 15,000 rpm and we're today we're making 4.7, 4.8 that's wow. incredible. That's what a step up. And uh, But it's, you know, there's I've got boxes of blowed up motors. And mm-hmm. it got to the point where I would send Al my blown up motor back, and I wouldn't tell him it's coming. I'd just send it to him. <laughs> and he'd show up Surprise. on his porch, and he'd go, what the fuck did you do now? You know, and I say, well, I don't know. I guess it got too lean or something. <laughs> so he just fixed that motor and sent mm-hmm. another one back. So we got to what the motors we're running now, which are the three tens, which are thirty uh, point five cc, thirty eight millimeter, two millimeter stroke of crank. And um, we've got OBR making three tens. Kerry Shirley. It took a year and a half to bring OBR into the fold, and they they worked hard because. They they make the premier car motor of all. Yeah. I mean probably more winning in car motors than anybody else. And uh, but in a car it doesn't matter if the thing shakes like hell, you know, because they don't have a fly barless to worry about. So I know Kerry went through they made him I wanna say seven different prototype iterations that he put on the dyno that we were testing, mainly testing vibration and power until he got the version that we're now, actually it was a version they've done more refinement since then but OBR makes a great motor um, the 310s uh, and the TRM 310s they're almost identical in power the power band shifts a little bit one way or the other okay. but anyway that's how we got to the motors we've got and then about three or four years uh, ago um, blackout mods came on the scene Dennis, yeah. and Dionys is a um, Absolute unbelievable engineer. I've, I've never he, he continues to shock me today when I see the stuff he does and how quick he does it and what he can do And he wanted to build a lightweight gasser and he built the first Align Conversion that was a lightweight gasser and and at that time he and Carrie Shirley were still working together Carrie built the first one and they published some weights on it and based on my whiplash and all the th- Weight I'd taken off of it. I kept call bullshit on it. You know, it can't be that right fight. and uh, so anyway long story short I said only one way to find out you buy one you build it. it so that's what I did and I got her all done and I had my goblin By uh, then I was flying goblins yeah. uh, goblin gassers which are great platforms they were just they are a little more robust but they were great platforms mm-hmm. and I weighed the goblin gasser and it was thirteen point eight pounds and I got the blackout align ready and I put it on the scale same fuel fueled up battery the whole thing and it was uh, like 11.8 nice. and so then yeah. I beat on the scale a couple times <laughs> <shift it> <laughs> uh-huh. so I took it out to test flight I was still doing a lot of my own test flying back then and the first couple of times I gave it collective, I thought, Jesus, you screwed this up. You've got 27 degrees of collective because right. it just skyrocketed. Yeah. I'd, I'd land it and get the pitch gauge out. No, 12 and a half degrees. What's yeah, going on? Wow. But when you're two pounds lighter, that's That's crazy. Yeah, wow. crazy. So you couple that with the, the pipes that we were running, and I think the first time we really decided to get after it was uh, the first year I brought it to the rodeo. I think we were still at, at uh, Schnepf Farms, and uh, Ben and I have always been close. We've, we've flown a lot together, just a great young man, and had fun, and so I said, hey, this is a line, you can fly it, can't you? And he said, oh, absolutely, I guess it's something up So we flew it with a regular pipe on it, and he's going, oh, man, this thing is great, you know, because he'd flown my other ones, you know, and they were okay, but they weren't like this. And so then I said, well, we'll put the pipe on it. So we put the pipe on it, and, uh, first time we flew it it was a night fly that night and uh, I think we really opened some eyes that night I know yeah. you were there um, and he was doing maneuvers with that machine that he said at times he struggled with his electric to do he was doing uh, that I don't know what you call it that one where it does tick tocks 12 degrees of tick-tock skids in and, and 12 degrees they of tick-tock skids out yeah. right and He he did that twice with that gasser. And uh, a lot of people didn't appreciate the amount of power and skill it takes. It takes power to pull that maneuver off along with the skill. So anyway, we just kept flying that one and I started talking to Dennis a lot and uh, he just kept pushing, you know, what else can we do to make it lighter? And he did the Align Extreme, which is hanging right there. That's the one Ben's been flying for two or three years. And it was another six or seven ounces lighter. Um, difficult build because of the sandwich frames, but that's how you get the strength with less material. And uh, anyway, so he's just every year, he does something something more radical that gets lighter and lighter and lighter. And uh, this V2 that he came out with last year, the XL conversion, um, I remember him telling me, that yeah, gonna, it's going to be really radical, really radical. It's, it's going to be like nothing you've ever flown." In. And I'm thinking, "Well, yeah, you've said that for four years right <laughs> yeah. But he sure hit the head on the the nail on the head, you know, by sucking the motor up an inch and a half higher and getting it up there. And obviously, it's a good design. Uh, Joey Chen of JC Designs in Australia, that is uh, in partnership with uh, Kerry Shirley. He's mm-hmm. another yeah. one of the finest designers and that's, he ended up with a. I know, I know that i know sab pilots that flew gassers sent carry emails saying you need to think about a design where you can do the same thing get the engine off the bottom and the initial response was no sorry our sab gasser flight's really good the raw gasser and it does and all of a sudden about two weeks later we get an email at well maybe we might have something else going on. Uh, My my view of it is, he talked to Joey, and Joey said, yeah, let's see what we can do, because it just takes a whole new clutch system on it. uh, But anyway, that's how we ended up where we are here. But I I just, I so quickly moved into the performance gasser side. I mean, doing 27 minute flight time was never exciting for me. (coughs) It was always, I'd much rather much rather have a, a gasser that's performance-wise that it's uh, gone but anyway mm-hmm. so I spent all my time doing that and there were other there are other gasser pilots out in the world that don't that they all just right. keep doing their thing and we don't necessarily agree on a lot of things but you know cuz you with power you know with with that much power and reducing the weight sure. certainly well, there right. comes a a time when you, you know, something's yeah, got to give. Right. So yeah. they take more maintenance. Yeah. Uh, occasionally, you have a few more parts break, but in the big scheme of things, uh, I think it works pretty good. I mean, we, we haven't had any more serious damage stuff than than I see every fun fly with everybody else that's out there. So.
2: So I, I noticed that you, you you've got the quick drop muff, the tune pipe you yep. have a big tune pipe and then I see we've got the other mufflers what are those M-Studio? Or? M-Studio 320 okay yeah. what is what is the, a user like somebody's gonna get a or what would be ideal for somebody new getting into this? Hands
3: down M-Studio yeah. 320. M-Studio down, 320 down. okay. It's a great and, it, and it's not a pipe it's a, muffler. it's a muffler but they've done a really good job of maximizing its ability to, to do more than muffle but keep as much power in the motor. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. When Kerry first, they used, to, they made a M-Studio 260, which we ran for years. Uh, we used to run the big uh, RJX pipe, the big fat RJX mm-hmm. pipe. Yeah. And we modified that a few times. Kerry made a bigger stinger on it and changed the baffling internal and it made a little more power. And then he went to the 260, which was way lighter mm-hmm. and st- still made the same power. And then he <coughs> came up with this 320, and uh, although he didn't tell me about it, nor Tom Welch, and Tom and I do all, uh, an awful lot of development with Kerry, It's kind of a strange group. But anyway, he said, I'm sending you a pipe, each a pipe, and I want you to test it and tell me what you think. And I said, oh, okay. Any idea what RPM we should run it at? Nope. Not telling you. You figured it out. Well, mm, he right. knew he'd already tested it on the dyno, but he wanted to verify in the field that it did what he thought it would do and sure enough um, it had a much broader power band and it gave you more power at a lower RPM which is really fun for guys that don't want to fly at 2050 or 2100 you can fly it at 1850 you know 1800 RPM and it really pulls like a freight train so that's ideally the pipe to start with. a broader tuning window too, right? Oh, way broader. It, yeah, way broader. Okay. It's so much more difficult to hurt the motor you know, right, with right. one of those. Because you're turning it at, at you know 12.8 to 13.8 instead of 14.8 to 15.2. So mm-hmm. it's, it's right. just easier from that standpoint. But um, that pipe starts good. In, and of course the, the downside to gassers that everybody hates is the fact that you need to spend a little more time and effort breaking the motors in. Mm -hmm. If you do it correctly and you spend some time and it's easy to, you can tell, you can watch the ring get burnished and you can watch the ring seat just Mm -hmm. by looking in the exhaust core. And, you know, there's a way to fly it. It takes about two gallons, maybe three gallons of fuel, depending on what you're doing. You fly with a a mineral-based oil to begin with instead of a synthetic oil, you mix 32 to one with I call it liquid sandpaper, uh, lawn boy boy ashless, that's the key, Mm -hmm. it's it's lubricity but not a lot. So it allows those parts to see real fast. You run a few heat cycles or you run for a few minutes them nice and hot, and then you shut them off and let them sit for 45 minutes to an hour, unless oh, you're in, unless you're in Phoenix, and then you let them sit till next year because <laughs> they never get warm. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. that that heat cycle expands those parts, uh-huh. brings them back, and so now you're getting them to done where they need. Um, the, and the latest way to do it that really works nice is is uh, and something I've done for years, and t- I got from Tom Welch five, six, seven years ago we built break-in stands and we put them on break-in stands and we put a 13 by 6 prop on them and what that prop does is it pretty much replicates the load of 700 blades on the motor So, because you can't break in a motor if you don't load it you can't just run it it just no load it's not going to break in so we'd run it on the break-in stand carrie came up with a brand new vision of a break-in stand that he just released at Urcha this year and uh It's really, really sweet in that it's easy to put an engine on. Um, He's got several electronic devices, including a very high-end servo cycler that reads the bandwidth on the cycle, and you can change the bandwidth and change the ratio of the cycle. You can change how fast it cycles. And so you can set these engines up to cycle between 10,000 and 11,200 RPM you know, back and forth, you can change how fast they go back and forth, wow. and then you just set it for 2,500 cycles and you sit in your car and wait until it's done, and then you dump <laughs> another gallon of fuel in and you right. the RPM. <laughs> <laughs> so what used to be, I mean, flying a motor in, I've seen it, I've seen guys do it in three days, fly two gallons through in three days, but uh, on the break-in stand, it used to take me pretty much two full days, but I ended up with a really good product. On this new break-in stand, uh, we can do it in, a day and a half basically nice. and you end up with such a better looking product i mean i have sent pictures of them to Carrie and tom every time a, a motor comes and i've done 14 motors on that new stand Wow! and it got to the point where people wanted it done and so i figured out what it would cost me and i told them here here's the price to do it and a lot of people said you're out oh, of your goddamn mind i'm not paying 300 bucks and I said, well, well fine, see. put in your helicopter. I really don't care. You know, and I mean, it cost me $40 to buy fuel and ship the damn thing back to them, you yeah. know. Yeah. But anyway, um, so I've done a lot of motors for people, and everybody that's done them has really liked them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, anyway, that helps the whole process. But you do, and if you do that and do it right, um, the last motor of mine that actually wore out, I took a crank bearing out of. And that motor had a little over 38 gallons. To it. I was on the ah, 39th gallon. There you go. And up until it started going, clang, 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 when I ran it, it was running as good as anything. And that's how that's how they work. You know, that's what's good about it. And uh, I, I, it makes me laugh. I love pitting next to the nitro heads over here. They, because every fun fly we get into. Uh, Adam and Gregor have two yeah. or three engines tore apart, and the pistons are flying, cylinders <laughs> are. flying. That's <laughs> out. Know, you know, right, 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 right now. He's right, there. now. He's right right there. Can yeah. see it. Right. Yeah.
0: His hand. He just threw one at somebody. Yeah, yeah. he's getting my heat gun yeah. 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 you now. He I don't
2: touch can. my engines. They yeah. work. <laughs> I'm
3: going to dig up photos of oh. that. <laughs> but anyway, nice. it's just it's just a different way of doing it. Anyway, I have really enjoyed it. I've got I don't fly nearly as much as I did anymore. Um, I'm very lucky um, Alex Dean is it joined our club up in, in Dallas area and Alex and I have become very good friends and Alex does a lot of the testing for me when we first start off and and then of course Ben Ben flies most everything and enjoys it and we just have a good time doing it and the subject you know I can anybody that says that the gasser can't perform on par with a good nitro is crazy because they can, you know, they can perform. You put a pipe on them, they're going to perform all uh-huh. I, And I would
2: attest to that. I mean, yesterday I was like, okay, let's see what this is all about. And and, and I, I mean, I'm sitting there just full collective TikTok. And, and, and we'll tune a mid-range on a Nitro. You know, we'll sit there, TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. And then full collective, full collective, full collective. Now we're building heat, we're building heat. We want to get it to sag. We want to get it to overheat so we can rich it up the mid-range. And tock, TikTok, 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 TikTok. And... I was doing that full collective pull out push pull tick tock tick tock tick tock full collective push pull and it didn't bat an eye it just sat there and and it reminded me of when you talked about ben doing the big ben maneuver Mm -hmm. you know and and that his electric would struggle from that well it's it's this torque and you know the torque i can easily see i can easily tell that the 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 reason he probably was saying that he's having an easier time with the gaser than his electric is because I mean that torque is just—it was insane. I did not expect that, and the way it was carrying
3: through the maneuvers
2: was was and, incredible. And with the pipe
3: you know? models like this one, you know, mm-hmm. it's got the quick draw on it. Mm-hmm. The the pipes made of steel for a reason mm-hmm. because it builds heat, yes. and then it, holds, it and the hotter it gets, the quicker the air goes back and forth, so the wave goes faster pulling the exhaust out of the thing and then the, the, the diverging ride. cone stops it stops, faster yeah. holding the fuel charge back in that just came in through the intake. Yes. So the hotter it gets, the better, the better it runs. Yeah. So it's like it's those
0: old tune pipe motors of the old days, when you start cutting the header back and you adjust it yeah, Exactly.
3: Yeah. No, the yeah, exactly same, yeah, exactly. same thing, that's so, exactly what it is.
0: Yeah, the power, I mean when people say they
2: don't make power, it's that's silly, you know. And, and what RPM was that, that we were flying it, flying it yesterday? Um, uh the wrong that i was playing with alexis uh, fourteen nine
3: fourteen
2: thousand nine hundred which is how much blade uh it was okay. enough that's all i know it <laughs> was
3: it was uh so we take 2100. 2100
2: rpm that was awesome that was awesome and gotcha. and, and nitro these and models
3: we run a little bit higher than that because the gear ratio is lower. gotcha Just this one ben runs about 2150.
2: gotcha gotcha okay and like like our nitro models i'll run i'll run nineteen eighty sometimes 2020 20, because like if i'm going to keep it you know i'll tune the engine to the rpm and i'll right. keep it loaded and and run it that way so to be able to have something that you know you're running at a higher rpm it has that quick off-center collective snap and feel is what I could equivocate it to by the way it felt when I was flying it. And, and you, know, you have it to sag.
3: It, it not is. everybody's going to like flying a quick drop high. I'll be honest yeah. with you, I can't fly one. I mean, yeah, because I the only way they perform is when you're in the corner yeah, I mean, keep you got to keep the it the loaded entire, all yeah, the time. Yeah. And uh, so I tested them for a while and went, oh, this is no fun. And I just love the M-Studios because our brands so broad, you know, that even when it pulls down to 1600, it's still pulling like a freight train. Right. But uh, but you get the pro quality pilots and the guy that like to really bang on it and it, it, it fits their bill really well.
4: So that's my biggest thing is the sound for me, right? Mm-hmm. When it's not loaded, it hurts me. Yeah. But when when a good pilot flies so that keeps it loaded the whole time, it just sounds, once again,
3: it gets to that, it gets close to the nitro sound that I'm used to because I heard it for well, what, so you, what you're hearing mm-hmm. is yeah. that you cannot tune one of these to be off collective and on the pipe. Because okay. if you do, when you get on the collective, you burn it up. Okay. So what you have to do is when you come back, and you seldom hear it when Ben flying. Yeah. You hear it a little more if you hit Alex flying because he doesn't jam it as hard. But when they get off the collective, you hear that rattling. Yeah. And it's four-stroking. It's a two-stroke motor that's four-stroking because it's got too much fuel. Oh. And, but as soon as you go to the corners on it, yep. that shit clears that's out fine. in about a second and a half. And then as long as you stay on it, you're on it. The okay. Pipe, the pipe sounds that. Fire. makes sense. Oh, that's true. Oh, yeah. So that's what you're hearing. Oh it's yeah. so right, yeah. that right. pulsing. Yeah, I call it's it, four it four ras- Yeah, it's four stroke Yeah. Four strike. Four strike. Yeah. yeah. Four okay. And like I say, if you don't if you, if it isn't four stroking when it's in a hover, you're headed for yeah. it's exactly it's a <laughs> 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 for a good time. For some <laughs> and <laughs> I even when ben well, the year at Urchie he won the King of the Midnight Sun, Fly and the Gasser, which came about four minutes before his turn to fly. He said, what do you think? Should I fly the gasser? And I said, whatever you want to do. Well, I, well, and he said, yeah. well, let's do it. So we went and got it. was a decision. dad we were driving back. We were in a hurry, because the other guy had just landed, and he's going. and he, I said, well, here's the rules. I said, it's Saturday night. It's 1030 at night. I said, you leave every goddamn thing you got out there on the field, and if we take it home in a bag, we take it home in a bag. And he said, OK, I can do that. And so we fired <laughs> it up, and he starts into his flight. I watched about a minute and a half, and I had to turn it on my way. Oh. <laughs> oh I, do it. I just knew. I mean, he did two skid bumps and broke the bolts holding the skids off on one side, and and he just kept on hammering and hammering and hammering. <laughs> and I, I finally, I watched the video a few hours later, and I went, oh, shit. Wow. It, you know, but that's the kind of thing you can do. You know, you just you just hammer them hard. That's, incredible. that's what they're happy, is,
4: but it makes sense that that's where you tune them. Yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, that's exactly now kind of completely got full
3: circle and but. and the whole sound thing is that all over the spectrum you've got yeah. you've got guys that cringe you know my ears are bleeding yeah. i can't stand yeah me. yeah and i mean my favorite is is rob bingham in england i love rob bingham <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. oh my god that's so horrible yeah oh, <laughs> the they throw me out of the city yeah.
4: i will i will say this the more you see him fly the new stuff, like the Blackout, yes. yeah. Super G, they look good, they perform amazing. Right. So then you kind of start wondering, like, I could deal with the sound. Right? You know, like, yeah. exactly. Yeah. This he's, is got a,
3: he's got a good reason. In England, yeah. they don't have the space we have to fly, and, you yeah. know, there's people living everywhere. So yeah. I understand, but I'm yeah. not going to do that to him. You know? Right, yeah. yeah. I, I, <laughs> broke in a, I broke place. in a gas motor for him. He wanted to build a gasser, mm-hmm. so I said, I'll break your motor in. So I sent it over to him. And when I packed the motor up, along with some other parts mm-hmm. and pieces, I bought four boxes of earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> ear and then I told all the people over there that knew him, and I said, so make sure somebody's around mm-hmm. the video when he opens the box. Yeah. And he kept sharing, what do you want to video this for? Well, let's just see what's in your box. you got yeah. this nice box, it oh, <laughs> awesome. was a lot of fun.
0: But that's that's what's neat about where this has gone. People that like their SABs, because you know we all we're camps, right? We get in our XL Power camp, we get in our T Rex camp, we get in our BK our, our, our SAB, SAB camp. Mm-hmm. The neat thing that I think is cool, if you're an XL Power guy, you got an XL option. Your SAB yeah. guy, you got that raw option. You got that T Rex option. You got whiplash. Yeah. I'm watching as these motors got stronger and people start having a power plant to develop around you now have people developing models
3: or conversion kits that start letting everybody have their little piece.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it yeah. just feels Absolutely.
3: like... And you know, not to leave out the whiplash, you know, whiplash yeah. is still yeah. the only purpose-built gaser you can ride yeah. in a kit and go, it's a little bit heavier, but it's got really robust parts. Um, you put one of these strong power plants in it and they perform really well also. But this is
0: now a viable, Option for a person who doesn't want to own one of those one-off unique machines anymore. Yeah, Mm -hmm. you can own a gasser now and not have to Feel like you've got some custom mod. that You can't get parts for it feels more mainstream to me It's what it seems like, you know, I had no I had no intentions to get one and I
2: I told Doug yesterday I kind of felt like an ass, but I told Doug yesterday. I was like, you know, I, I, I i got to admit, I thought it was going to suck, you know? <laughs> I, did. I thought you guys they were just, just telling me, oh yeah, no, they make good power. I'm like, oh, that's awesome, you know, oh, okay, yeah, sure, okay, sure, 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 sure. you know? And then when I, I started catching on, though, you know, uh, now that thought was was prior to, like, when I saw it in person at the rodeo, and Ben was throwing down on that Align 700 right there, and I'm just like, okay. Now I'm listening. Now I'm now I'm listening. Yeah. You know. And then yesterday when I got the opportunity to fly, you know, the, what is that? That was the Super G kit. Mm-hmm. I gotta have one. You know. And and I'm just like, I, it, it, it makes G me it pisses me yeah. off. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, I didn't need another.
3: <laughs> and here
2: we go. You know. So I mean, it's it's exciting. And and I you know I think like you you had yeah. said, the sound it becomes more acceptable. It's like. Oh, it's Freaking awesome! <laughs> rah,
3: rah, 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 <laughs> you know,
2: like you know, and yeah, I think uh,
3: I think as a lot of people are saying, this, the year of the gasser, and I. I, I believe and it's there. really the thing that really amazes me about it is I I cannot tell you how many people I talk to every week on Messenger and text messages, and we're tuning, we're fixing things. I'm giving them recommendations. I'm showing them pictures of how to mount this, how to mount that. And I had one just three weeks ago where. I counseled a guy in Hong Kong at 2 o'clock in the morning when I got up to take a piss, so I was looking up pictures for him. Four <laughs> hours later, I'm helping a guy in Melbourne with his, and we got his working, and four hours after that, I'm helping a guy in Vietnam get wow. his figure out. You know? Do you sleep? Um, <laughs> yes. last, like, it's one of those things where you, you just can't imagine how that would ever happen. That you'd ever that's get to that you know? and they're all good folks and we yeah. you know i i don't know that i'll ever meet them all but we've yeah. had, had a lot of fun doing it and you know i it just uh, it's it's been good it's been uh, i enjoy it i enjoy it to death that's but, awesome that was awesome
0: that's great. fantastic well good stuff so we got three podcasts here all, all three of them are probably one. to try to figure out who gets to end it right we <laughs> <get to> follow, <laughs> just auto out of here I, I think
2: we make him end it for us and he's got to do it me i don't know how to end it it's
3: over bye <laughs> <laughs> the end no
2: the end. No, yeah. no thank you doug yes, for you're you're for sitting down with us and it's really cool to hear some of the the history of from when they suck to now that they're great
3: yeah so i yeah. appreciate you yeah. taking the time and there's a it's not just me there's a lot of other people down the road yeah. tim jones was inspirational Giving me the,
2: I don't, I don't
3: think I've ever heard that that story background. Yeah, yeah. it was. I mean, I, I had, I had no clue on how to tune um, this pipe until I met Tim, and he started telling me what to listen for. And I mean, we flew the shit out of it for three days. My favorite story was it was Saturday, they had a, they had a uh, pilots meeting at ten o'clock and then remember we all lined up for the picture and they did a drone picture and everything meanwhile tim and i had gone out to fly we were going to go out to fly Mm -hmm. right at 10 o'clock and he said oh fuck we can't do this so anyway we're done with the picture done with everything and i says well i suppose we should you know it's kind of noon what do we do he says fuck it we're going to fly we're fueled up so we took off and we're flying and i'd fuel the damn thing clear up and it would fly even with tim flying it would fly seven eight nine minutes and he's just hammering the bejesus out of it. Well, you got Bobby Watts was standing there ready to fly. Bert was ready to fly. (laughs) (laughs) Three guys were standing there, and so I'm standing next to him, and I said, Bert and Bobby and... A couple other guys who were waiting to fly here. Tim and he said, "Yeah, baby, I still got fuel." <laughs> <laughs> he rode that bitch until it ran out of fuel at about 300 feet and it in. And oh wow! Uh, turned around, to those guys says, "Okay, boys, she's all yours now." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh shit!" Oh, no shit. Right. but it was. I mean, that's yeah. just Tim. Yeah, that, was that is Tim. Yeah, uh, he he, he's, yeah. he's having he, fun. He's having fun. Yeah, yeah. Fun. and, yeah. and yeah. then
2: what's really he knows his stuff, man. Oh, and, and it's, it's, uh, it's, uh You can learn so and much. And the sharing. You know, yeah. He's
3: not afraid to share yeah. everything he knows about it. Yeah. The CNC thing. I yeah. wouldn't be in it today if yeah. I had a conversation with him one day and said, Yeah, I'm too old to learn that shit. You know, I'm too old to learn that. And he said, That's bullshit. Yeah. He said, You come out mm-hmm. to you come out to California yeah. and he said you mm-hmm. work in my shop for a week and he said and you'll go home knowing your stuff. Wow. And I did. I went went out to California. So I spent said, a week yeah. in his shop. And came home with the
2: attitude that he's right. I can do this. Yeah, I can you do know, this. it's funny. It's, it, it, he was working on a model, and he started showing me all the cab. And I remember when he got his first CNC. It was uh, Krause's old yeah, CNC. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he was showing me all this stuff. And that, that was the first time I'd ever seen anything me too. like me that, too. you know, in manufacturing. I always wondered, like, how the hell do they do this? But right. I never took the time to look at it. And he planted that seed yeah. for me as well. And right. And then when I saw you learning it, I went, you know what? I want to do that. Yeah, to, that to pick
3: something yeah. up when you're 60, 65 years old, you know, I just didn't know that I'd... And it's all software deal. you got to yeah. know the software. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. You can't CAD CAM, yeah. you can't yeah. CNC. Yeah. And I was sure that I was too old to learn. And he... He knocked it out of the he, park. <laughs> he said, you bring a couple of projects, I'll design the first one for you, you'll do the second one with my help, and the third one you'll do all by yourself, and we'll cut yeah. them on my machine, and we did that in five days. That's, wow. awesome. So, that's awesome. But it yeah. just, and that's, that all came from the heli agreement, you know, yeah. the heli people, yeah. you know, community saying, yeah, yeah, how can I help you with this? That's and awesome. It's a good community. It it's is, a good community it really it is. Hear that,
0: guys? You're a good community. Yes. That's it. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. The best, the best. All right, guys. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, Thanks, guys. everybody.
4: Yeah, this okay. is fun. I love it. #Rodeo2022.
3: Yeah, that's it. That's, Yeehaw. Yeah. And I got to, to face Ooh, yeah. you guys. please do.
1: <laughs> Check us out next time with special guest Ben Stork talking about everything that he's done in the past as well as all the stuff that he's doing currently as well as future endeavors and get to, get to know the gambler himself. Check it out. Thanks so much. See you next time. Mm-hmm.